0: G. Marshall The future arrives like an unwelcome guest how true and whatever we may say about it in public who really wants to see the future for so many of us the future will remind us of promises we cannot keep and of obligations we cannot pay of course if we had been wise we could have prepared and provided for the future but how could we have been wise we're only human, but general, the world simply cannot
1: exist without Selco that's true. do you know how much we have left? why why well, would think enough to last perhaps fifteen
0: years, Captain? we only have enough Selco to last fifteen days
1: fifteen days
0: yes, captain in fifteen days, the world must come to an end. <laughs> Our mystery drama, The Favor of Women, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Lloyd Batista. All of us are in agreement, in theory, anyhow. We all believe that the world will come to an end one day, for various reasons. And before it happens, there will be warnings, various signs, omens, portents. And you can be sure most of us will disregard them. We are probably disregarding them even now. One fine day, when no one expects it, when everybody's going about his business, Suddenly, before we even have a chance to understand what's happening to us and our world, there simply won't be an us or a world. There will be what there was before. Nothing.
2: Freeholders, this is Astral Service Lieutenant Janet. We are now poised some two million miles above the planet Daria, waiting to qualify for space drive. Our destination is the planet Earth, located in Universe 9. Now, I'd like to present our commander, Wing Admiral Astro Redford.
3: Thank you, Lieutenant. Freeholders, welcome aboard our intergalactic space liner. Earth time is now 1900 hours. The Earth year is 3978. I have a blue light... Freeholders, at this time, the service lieutenants will make sure that each of you is qualified for space drive. Please cooperate. Answer all questions and follow every instruction, and you will reach Earth live and well.
1: Thank you.
2: Good morning, freeholder. Is Victor your name?
1: Yes, lieutenant.
2: This is space drive qualification.
1: Oh, I know the drill, lieutenant. You can skip the details.
2: I'm sure you do, and I wish I could.
1: Regulations, huh?
2: Let's just burn through it. You are about to undergo space drive, the most violent and traumatic experience known to man. Space drive disconnects the person from his present point in time and space and reconnects him with another. Signify understanding.
1: I understand.
2: Space drive is a passage from one dimension into another. Since none of the human organs or tissues could withstand the immeasurably violent traumatic forces, all life activity must be supported. Signify understanding?
1: I understand.
2: Therefore, you agree to turn over your human life functions to the central life source system, which will then bypass and take over the basic activities of your own organs. CLSS will breathe for you, pump blood for you, etc., etc. Uh, signify agreement. I agree check out pulse respiration blood pressure heartbeat
1: I do pass the test lieutenant
2: top of the class
3: service lieutenants signify completion of space drive qualification I need four red lights thank you I now have red lights I am now reporting completion of SDQ to Central. I am now cleared for transcendental passage through space. We are now 100 million light-years from the planet Earth. Our exact travel time through space drive shall be, uh, four minutes and ten seconds.
1: What? What was that, Admiral? I said four minutes, ten seconds. Four minutes, ten seconds?
3: That's twice as long as normal. These are the new regulations. What new regulations? They've been published and broadcast for the past five years. I admit nobody has paid any attention to them, but they go into effect today, and it's the law. We must conserve energy. Conserve it someplace else. Sure. Sure, sense of proportion. Four minutes and ten seconds to travel 100 million light years isn't all that bad. Where are we? back in the dark ages? Please, realize it requires exactly one gram of selco to negotiate this trip from Daria to Earth at the speed of two minutes, five seconds. Uh, By doubling the time, we save half the selco. It's a disgrace. I protest doubling the time of the journey. It's twice as much trauma. Excuse me. I have the yellow light. We are number one in line for space
1: drive. We'll have the daylights knocked out of us.
3: I'm standing by... Everyone take a deep breath.
1: It doesn't matter how many times I do it. I can never get used to it. And I hate it. It's like you're living outside your body and someone else is breathing pumping blood for you. you feel as if you're coming apart. And, and what am I going to Earth for? It can't be anything good.
3: Quadruple glue. Quadruple glue, freeholders. We have completed our journey through space. You are now disconnected from central life source. And each of you is again in control of your own life activity. We are now one million miles above the planet Earth. We are waiting for the pilot ship to take us down. I hope you had a pleasant journey and look forward to seeing you soon on intergalactic space lines.
1: how much longer, Lieutenant?
2: The green lights are on, oh, about two minutes.
1: It wasn't a happy trip, was it?
2: No trip is really happy. The human body wasn't meant to thrive in space. Oh,
1: well, I know mine doesn't.
2: Are you coming to Earth on business?
1: I suppose so.
2: Any plans for the evening?
1: Well, I have a meeting. And after <laughs> what? did you have in mind?
2: We could have dinner and go to my place.
1: Uh, do we have to get married?
2: Hey, where have you been?
1: Well, I've been away for a while. On Daria, you have to get married before you can even talk to a girl.
3: We have the flashing white light. We are in the terminal. Freeholders, please move to the forward processing bay.
2: When your meeting's over, I'll be home. It's section one, ninth tier, in case you want to write it down. Oh, I'll remember.
3: Service Lieutenant Janet, report to bridge immediately.
2: Goodbye for now, Beholder Victor.
3: Goodbye
1: for now, Lieutenant Janet.
2: You, uh. You won't forget. How could I forget? Oh, you look like a pretty good forgetter to me.
1: Service,
3: Lieutenant Janet. Sorry to break up your little tete-a-tete, Lieutenant, but we're alerted.
2: Alerted? Why? For what? For how long? I don't know. Commander. This isn't a joke, please. Look
3: at the order screen. See the red star? And whose names are on it?
2: Just you and me. What about the rest of the crew?
3: It's probably a VIP trip.
2: But I've got a date. And this guy was really something, too. Well, there's always little old me. Mm, yeah, that's what I'm afraid of.
1: Captain Victor. Ah, please, sit down. Thank you, General. Good trip. No, sir. New rules are in effect. It'll get worse. They've gone from two to four minutes, and it'll go from four to eight. But I understand eight touches the outer limits of safety. And then we'll cut out private space travel. Well, I don't think people will stand for that, General. We may all be surprised at what people will have to stand for.
0: I've asked you here because you're the
1: best intelligence operative we've got. <laughs> I don't believe in false modesty. But I know I'm not the best. Not even anywhere near it. Well, what I should have said is,
0: you're the best we have for this particular type of mission. Uh, let me show you something. Uh, activate number one, please. And now, Victor, watch the wall directly in front of you. Uh, what do you see? Uh, fire. Mm-hmm. Fire, heat, energy. That's what makes the world go. But fire requires fuel. Now, watch the scene. It's thousands and thousands of years ago. that Those people are burning wood. Wood? That's what trees are made of.
1: People burn trees? Yes.
0: And now, watch. Uh, Activate number two. The coal. Coal? There used to be a lot of it. And this coal activated machinery, propelled
1: vehicles. I read about this, but I never believed it. Why not? Such incredibly inefficient machinery. Uh, Please activate number three. Oil. A thick, blackish
0: liquid that squirted forth from the earth. But we ran out of that, too. May I have number four, please? And this is what was known as solar energy. And it worked as long as we used it for simple heating jobs. But when we tried to make it the basic energy source to power the fantastically heavy loads of a highly technological society, well, we placed a dangerous drain on the sun, and we could have hurried it into nova and premature death. Oh, we kept exhausting one fuel after another. And then we discovered selco. Uh, you know what Selko is, in a general way, sir uh, Selko, a tiny, highly active pebble, a little stone of Selco, no bigger than your thumbnail, could handle all the energy needs of this planet for more than a week well, that 's true, sir. you
1: really don 't need too much of it,
0: and that 's fortunate because there really isn 't very much of it to begin with. And now, what we have here on Earth is practically gone. There's no selco? We don't know of a single selco mine anywhere in this entire planet Earth.
1: Well, then how do we...
0: All the selco is imported.
1: Oh, I, I didn't know that. Well,
0: this is highly classified information, Victor. For years, we've been trying to convince people that the selco is running out. But nobody has paid any real serious attention. People burn Selko as if there was no end to it. But there is an end. And that end is here, right now. Now, sir? Why, I, I find that hard to believe. Yeah, so does almost everyone else. People think something will always come up at the last minute. Not this time. At least not yet. Even by using the most drastic economies. Tell me, Victor, how much selco do you think we have
1: stockpiled here on Earth? You have a worried look on your face, so I uh, would assume it's quite serious. Very serious. In that case, I would say we only have enough selco to last us uh, 15 years. Victor, we have barely enough selco on this Earth
0: to last 15 days.
1: Fifteen days?
0: Yes, Victor. Fifteen days. And then... we shall see the end of the world. And you certainly couldn't ask for anything more final than that, could you? The end of the world. Many of us have thought about that from time to time... but I don't think many of us really picture it as something that will take place during our own stay here on this earth. But here it is, being discussed as an imminent event. However, you know it's not going to happen, at least until I return with Act Two. You hear about it, you read about it, An old beggar dies on the street, or in some mean little furnished room, or perhaps a charity bed in a city hospital, and someone looks at this poor down-and-out derelict and says, Oh, I recognize him. He used to be fabulously wealthy, but he spent everything, squandered his fortune. Well, you consider such a man, and you may ask, What did he die of? And the answer is, he died of poverty. As it is with people, so it must be with planets.
1: The world will come to an end in 15 days, General? That's why I sent for you, Captain Victor. Me? Well, what can I do about it? You can
0: save the world. For a while, anyway. A year, possibly two, maybe three. And during that time, we can try to find another source of energy. I told you, we now import all of our Selko. Yes, sir. We get it from a planet called Arana. I never heard of it, General. Well, neither did most people. It's wild, barbaric, very primitive. And that's a very ironic joke. Why, sir? Well, thousands of years ago, people used a substance called oil. Yes? Uh, By an accident of geography, most of the oil happened to come from a wild, barbaric, and primitive place, too. And I understand the ones who owned it charged a pretty penny for it also. (laughs) I suppose some things never change. Anyway, you are going to Arana. Arana. Me, sir? And you
1: will bring back some selco. But why aren't we still getting it in the usual way, whatever that is? In the usual way, we buy
0: it. But for the last year, they have refused to sell us any. But why? We don't know. We know practically nothing about them. No foreigners are permitted on our
1: runoff.
0: Then how can I hope to land there? Well, you'll make a distress landing. And then what? And then you will proceed as best you can to get some selco.
1: But I'm not... I mean, I don't have... A general, why was I chosen?
0: Because you have a way with women. Arana is an absolute monarchy. It's ruled by a queen. Perhaps you can convince her... To let us have some, Soko. I appreciate your confidence in me, but... Well, then you must realize how desperate we are. And to what means we've been reduced. Now, you must convince the Queen somehow to let us have, sell us, give us anything. A few hundred pounds. It'll provide us
1: breathing space and time. We need time. Are you telling me that the fate of the world depends on my making this Queen of Arana fall in love with me? Yes, I am, Captain Victor. Here are two sealed
0: envelopes. Deliver this one to the Admiral aboard the Christopher Columbus at the space terminal. And open the second when you complete space
1: drive. This had to be a dream. About the Selko and the fate of the world and the fatal fascination I held for women. It's true I'd always been lucky. But was the general serious? Besides, I had this date with... Well, hold it. Uh, she was with the Christopher Columbus where I had to report. Well, I handed the admiral his letter and he began to read it.
2: It looks as if we're going to have a date after all, Freeholder.
1: Is that a
3: fact? He's no Freeholder, Lieutenant. He's a member of the Secret
1: Service.
2: Say, is that true?
1: Yes, but it's nothing to be alarmed about.
2: Secret Service? Uh-oh. Oh,
1: what does this say? We're to land on a runner? Why, we'll never get permission. We'll land without it. He'll blow us up. That's the chance we'll have to take.
2: Nobody told me this was a hazard mission.
3: Not just hazard. Class 1 hazard. That's
1: suicide. Aren't you happy to have this opportunity to save the world? I'm overjoyed. As commander of this mission, I order you to set your course for ARANA and prepare for space drive qualification. Anyway, it was a relief to be able to talk and act like a Secret Service commando. They both had gray looks on their faces. Why not? What did the average citizen and freeholder know about danger or even discomfort? Uh, how beautiful life was for the Freeholder, who was always being shielded from harsh reality by the Secret Service. But they had to follow orders. And we headed for Arana. And once again, I was traveling hundreds of millions of light years through the galaxy. I have blue
3: lights. We've just completed our run through space. We have just disconnected from Central Life Source. What's our position?
1: 500,000 miles above Arana. What do we do now? Uh, Now I read my seal orders. Let's see. We are instructed to request permission to land. Good luck. We are to say that our fuel is exhausted. They can check and see it's a lie. I am afraid you don't understand. We have no more selco. But I had an
3: emergency half-gram pebble in the fuel compartment.
1: It's gone.
2: What is this? Well, I guess they removed it before takeoff to make our story convincing. How are we going to get home?
1: We don't. Unless the mission succeeds. I'll well, go ahead. Ask permission to land. You can always ask. Uh, <clears throat> this is the
3: Christopher Columbus requesting permission for landfall.
2: Permission denied.
3: We are in distress.
2: Permission denied.
3: You must extend permission according to Interplanetary Treaty.
2: We are not signatories to the treaty.
3: Our fuel is exhausted. I must land.
2: Permission denied.
3: I am landing without permission.
2: You have ten seconds to alter course.
3: I can't. I have no fuel. I'm coming down.
1: Even if they didn't blast us out of the sky what would they do to us? We were moving downward at a fantastic speed. And yet the journey seemed to last forever. Finally, there was rapid deceleration as we reached the atmosphere of the planet. The gentle bumping sound told us we were on the surface. I looked through a viewport. I could see soldiers forming around our spaceship. That is, they looked like soldiers, but but they carried weapons that well, I saw such things in museums. I I think they were called guns. Then we heard a voice.
2: You have landed without permission. Your ship is confiscated. You are prisoners. Who is in command? Uh, I am. How many in your pocket? Three. You will open the forward lock and emerge one at a time. <gasps> Will they shoot us as we come out?
3: You always ask the greatest questions. I'll go first.
1: Step out. I invoke the Interplanetary Convention of Hospitality.
2: We are not signatories to the convention. Step out. We have two. Where is the third? You. Stand with the others. I
1: accept full responsibility. My crew was unaware that we would enter your space. They cannot be held accountable.
2: Silence! The next one who speaks without permission will be shot.
1: There are certain interplanetary laws that... Shoot him! There was a great explosion in my chest. And a tremendous flare of light in my brain. And then I didn't see anything. I I didn't hear anything feel anything or even know anything. There was... cold. Just a feeling of... cold against my chest. And then I... became aware of a voice. Open your eyes. You're alive.
3: You can open your eyes. What...
1: what happened to me? My... oh... my chest... That hurts. I'm giving you the
3: cure. What cure? The elixir of the god of chance.
1: What's that?
3: You do not have gods on your planet?
1: Oh, yes. We have a god.
3: Only one? How do you manage? Here we have many. We need them all. Your medicine comes from the god that watches over you.
1: Well, how do you know which god watches over me?
3: The god of chance. It is only by chance that you are alive. You could have just as easily been dead.
1: I suppose so. Wasn't I hit in the chest? How did I survive that? Oh,
3: when Colonel Orvo ordered the number one gunner to fire... It so happened that his weapon was set for stun rather than kill.
1: Oh, that was only stun? He had
3: set it that way without thinking. It could have just as easily been set on kill, and you would be dead. So you see, the god of chance had influenced the number one gunner's finger.
1: Uh, say, where is my crew? In the cells,
3: more the mines... Or perhaps the temple. Pray it's not the temple.
1: What's wrong with the temple?
3: It means they will be sacrificed.
1: Say, now look
3: here. What is that I can tell you? I, I am merely a physician third class, which is why I am here with you.
1: For uh, what's going to happen?
3: You believe that death is not too high a price to pay for your country...
1: How do you know I believe that? I look at your face, and that
3: is what I see.
1: It simply isn't true. But it does look very much as if I'm going to die here, on this desolate barbarian planet, where desperate people have sent me on a fool's errand. And I'll probably die right now. Because here's that officer, that... Colonel Orville, the one that gave the order to fire.
2: I have examined your ship. You are from Earth. Yes. Your ship can carry 40 passengers and a crew of eight. Why are there only three of you? Oh
1: Well, this was merely a repair cruise.
2: How does it happen you did not have sufficient selco?
1: Well, we made a navigational error, but but it was an accident.
2: Mm. It was also an invasion. You must pay the price.
1: I demand a trial. A
2: trial?
1: Any accused person may demand a trial. This is part of the Interplanetary Human Rights Concordant.
2: We are not signatories to the Concordant. You and your crew shall be taken to the temple to be sacrificed at the festival of all the gods. Ask
3: for the audience with her majesty.
2: What are you saying, physician?
3: I am advising him of his rights... He cannot acceptably be sacrificed if he has not been advised of his privilege.
2: Why are you interfering, physician?
3: By law, I must tell him his rights. Otherwise, I can be guilty of allowing a polluted ceremony.
2: I hope your motive is sincere. I hate foreigners as much as anybody. More. You have the right to ask for an audience with the Queen... Do you wish to exercise it? What have I got to lose?
0: You never know. Not in this mad world of the future. Not on this barbarous and unpredictable planet. He was sent here to try to captivate the Queen. And now... He's going to get his chance. So far, he's in top form. He has scored with one woman... In act one, the next woman has been saved, fittingly enough, for act three. What is the best gift to possess? Courage, ability, determination, faith. These are all admirable qualities, and they truly enhance the person who has them. But when it comes to getting on in this world, nothing can be as helpful as the favor of women. When you have a woman in your corner, you have the best ally in the world.
2: So, you demand to see the Queen? As long as I have that right. You do. And I shall personally convey your request to Her Majesty. (gasps) Captain Victor? Yes? I have conveyed your request to Her Majesty. She will see you at once. Thank you. I assure you it's merely a formality. Follow
1: me. Goodbye, physician.
2: Goodbye. Never forget me, captain.
1: Never forget me. <laughs> my life, the lives of my crew, the fate of the mission, the world were at stake. I followed this Colonel Orvo through wide halls. Huge rooms past hundreds of armed guards. Finally, we stopped before a huge door. It seemed to be made of solid gold. It opened. I saw a room. I expected luxury. But it was small. Bare. It contained only a table and a chair. And she was sitting in it. She seemed to be tall. Slim with dark hair. She was writing. When she heard us enter, she looked up.
2: This is the invader? Yes, your majesty. What is his planet? His ship comes from Earth. What is your name? Victor. I am Lura, Queen of Arana, by the grace of all the gods. You may speak with me.
1: Your majesty, I wish to appeal the cruel sentence imposed on us by this gentleman. Cruel? We are to be sacrificed to the gods.
2: Is there a better way to die?
1: Well, the fact is, Your Majesty, these are not our gods.
2: That's blasphemy.
1: I I meant no disrespect. I was merely stating that. Well, what I think is the truth.
2: We cannot punish him for that, Colonel Orval. He is, after all, standing on the stone of verity. Look down at your feet, Victor. See the stone.
1: The stone.
2: It was placed here by the gods. And all who stand on it will speak the truth. Now then, Victor. You have, you have told Colonel Orvo that you and your crew were on a repair cruise when you ran out of fuel. Is that true? Well, answer her, Majesty. There is no need for that, Colonel. The Stone of Verity will make him speak. Have you told the truth, Victor? No. I knew it. I knew it. Why, then, are you here?
1: I've come to persuade your majesty to let us have some selco.
2: On the behalf of your government? Yes. Surely your government must be aware that we have decided to ban all shipments of selco from Arana.
1: True, your majesty, but we don't understand why. I appeal to your majesty. Selko must indeed be something magical. It's the magic with which we run the world. We ask you for just a little bit.
2: No, nothing, never.
1: Surely your gods would be happy to know that they make such great things possible all over the galaxy.
2: Your majesty, must we listen to more of this sacrilege? Permit me to take him to the temple now. Leave him here. Your majesty? I will speak to him alone. But your majesty... Leave us. Yes, your majesty. I am sorry I cannot offer you a chair. No one is permitted to be seated in my holy presence. Oh, I understand. I am curious. Very curious indeed. You said you have come here to persuade me somehow to let you have some circle.
1: Well, yes, Your Majesty.
2: Mm. I admit I'm curious. What does somehow mean?
1: Well, I would use any means at all, Your Majesty.
2: What means are at your disposal. Remember, you are standing on the stone of verity.
1: Is there such a stone, Your Majesty?
2: There is, if you believe it. Have you been telling the truth so far?
1: Yes, but I'm not sure it's because of the stone.
2: Ah. How would you hope to convince me?
1: Well, since we're dealing with truth, uh, I hope to smile at you.
2: Oh, yes. I knew that. I could tell the moment you walked into the room. However, you should have had more information about me.
1: Well, back on Earth, we know very little about this planet. How unfortunate.
2: I am not only the absolute empress. I am also the highest priestess. I am therefore dedicated to the single state. Oh, others in my position, I am sure, may have had furtive little flings. But the risk is too great. And the punishment too severe. What's that? Nothing. But the, the walls, they're shaking.
1: It's an earth tremor. Your Majesty, how long have they been going on?
2: Does it matter? Well, it may. Oh, for the last year, perhaps.
1: Ah, I thought so. What does that mean? For the past year or two, you've stopped all exports of sulco from this planet, true? Yes. You're getting all this... this turbulence... Because you have too much, SOCO. Too much, selco. Of course. It, it's an active substance. It, it keeps forming because of the volatile nature of the core of your planet. Now, you must get rid of it to establish some sort of stability.
2: i would never heard of such a theory. Theory? This is fact.
1: As long as you kept exporting, SOCO, you achieved a balance of forces. You weren't doing the other planets a favor. You were saving yourselves.
2: I can't believe that.
1: How long have you been exporting, Selko? Thousands of years. Well, consult your history. Before the time of export, wasn't this planet rocked by earthquakes? I don't know. All you have to do is check your history. Go ahead.
2: I cannot.
1: Why not? Are you afraid?
2: We have no written history.
1: Oh, Yes. And that's another thing Here you are On this primitive, barbaric, savage, superstitious planet
2: How dare you? I myself will hold a sacrificial knife at the altar
1: Listen, Laura You
2: call me Laura?
1: Why not? It's your name, isn't it? Look at you Your hair It's the way women wear it on Earth Your gown I mean, it's very simple Oh, but the way it fits. The way it seems to enhance you. It seems to be part of you. That's the way women dress on Earth.
2: What are you trying to tell me?
1: You have tastes and ideas and things you want to do and be. But none of it can happen here. Not in this terrible backwater.
2: You are talking about my planet.
1: I came here on what I thought was a hopeless mission. Putting it plainly. I was to seduce the queen and coax her into letting us have some selco. You
2: dare to tell me this?
1: But what do I find here? A bored, nervous, unhappy queen, out of place where she is, scared that her planet will blow up on her.
2: That isn't true. I've
1: come here to beg for a few pounds of selco. But you're the one who's really in trouble. All right. All right, Your Majesty. These are my terms.
2: Your terms?
1: Yes. I will help you escape from here.
2: Escape?
1: All right. Don't escape. Stay here. Stay here. Where no woman knows what style is and no man demands it. Stay here where there are no books, places to go, things to do. Except participate in some ceremonies you don't even believe in. You go too far. I said I would give you my terms. All right. First... Load my ship with at least a ton of selco. What are you saying? Then kill this Colonel Orville.
2: Kill Orville?
1: Or throw him in jail. He's an evil man. Nothing but trouble. He's a fanatic. Get him out of the way. And then release my crew. Say, well, say you want to visit or inspect my ship. Make up a reason. Once you're on board, we're off. Oh, I see. Oh, you haven't seen anything yet. We'll deliver this ton of Soko to Earth. It's yours. They'll buy it from you. You'll become the richest woman in the world. You'll become a queen on Earth, not the same kind of queen you are here, but a queen who has fun and enjoys life. Now, there you are. That's it. You can't get a better deal anywhere from anybody. Take it or leave it. What do you say?
2: What do I say? God, Take him to the victim room of the temple and hold him there with his two companions.
1: I looked at her, but her face was blank. I could read nothing on it. I was supposed to have this terrific gift, this power over women. Well, right here, right now where I needed it, I didn't have it. Well, everything was a blur after that. Redfern and Janet were waiting in, well, I guess you would call it the victim room.
2: What are they going to do with us?
1: I'm sorry. It isn't your fault. Uh, whatever it is, I hope it'll be quick.
2: You mean we're to be killed? Look
1: at it this way, Janet. We're gone anyhow. Without Silco, the world can't function. Oh, somebody's coming.
2: Hey, baby. The pilot of Bablama step forth. You are to be given a special honor. You are to be sacrificed by the hand of the Empress and highest priest. Wait. Wait. I have a vision. A vision, your majesty. Yes. Yes, a vision. I see the great conclave of the gods. I hear the voices. They tell me that since the invaders have come in a ship, they must be sacrificed in the ship. I and I alone must take them there and perform the ritual. But Your Majesty, silence! But Your Majesty, how do we know it isn't a trick? I command you to be silent. I must protest. A... First, Gunnar, throw him in the cells, uh, and if he says one more word, shoot uh, him. Uh, Now, let the ceremony continue. My people, we stand at the doorway to this alien ship. I enter with the invaders to make the sacrifice. Let all kneel. Let all pray.
1: Why did you scare us like that?
2: I needed time to load the circle. Is it all aboard? Can't you feel it? The
1: place is live with it. Oh, your majesty. You are now going to be a queen on earth. Think you'll enjoy it more?
2: <laughs> I'm sure. After all, I have the prospects of having a king.
0: That's right. For a little while, 10, 15, 20 years, unless, of course, they learned how to conserve and preserve. But did they? Who knows? It's always a race. We're always running out of something. And right now, we're running out of time. But I shall return shortly. Captain Victor and the former Queen Laura marry and live happily ever after, I don't know. I don't know if all those thousands of years in the future people married in the sense that we do. I don't know what living happily ever after means either. I do know that we have discussed two things in our little morality play. A. Waste not, want not. B. A man who can get a smile out of a woman can generally get anything he wants from anyone else. Our cast included Lloyd Batista, William Griffiths, Evie Juster, and Ray Owens. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant... Yeah.